You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me always are my good friends. Happy New Year from the hills of Texas. <laughs> and this is AK Mike in Texas. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's always got something. So welcome to 2022. This is our seventh year, seventh season. I know, right? And uh, <clears throat> we're happy to have you. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we are... Um, Excited for the new year. Uh, it's not too long before uh, we get, uh, you know, the electric festivals coming up. Um, but before we get too uh, excited about the new year, how about a word from our sponsors? Three D Aerovictures, adding fun to the RC hobby, one layer at a time. Feeling weak and powerless? Sounds to me like you need A-Power batteries. When someone needs the best, they always choose the A-Team. A-Power batteries. Get on the web and get yours today. And we're back to the Park Flyer Podcast. Those of you joining us on the podcast, we appreciate you. And for those of you joining us on YouTube, hopefully this will uh, be a better video. Uh, we have been struggling with this uh being old guys, the YouTube channel thing is not our our forte. But Jay has been taking uh, a lot of effort to put uh, the videos together, and hopefully this um, with the new shop and I got new internet, and hopefully all this will uh, uh, you know get um, you know put together where it's uh, easier to uh, get us onto uh, the um, you know YouTubers. So anyway, thank you for uh, joining. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for doing all the work, Jay. We appreciate it. Well, this whole interweb stuff and this uh, whole taking pictures, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit much for old timers like us. Uh, well, you, I know that's one of those things. Well, it's new technology for us. I think uh, I was getting an email from Jay earlier that said that uh, we can now post our videos to Facebook. So that's probably positive as well. Uh, we can, you know, put them on our Facebook page. That's, I don't, didn't I don't they, know if you really want to change, do that. Didn't they just change their name? It's Meta or something now? Or? Yeah, Meta. Yeah. Still says, it's still Facebook.com where I go to. So. Yeah, still me too. So, But anyway. <laughs> well, uh, we had, uh, I guess, a video last time didn't work out. Our, um, there was so much of a lag, it was very difficult to kind of get everybody together. But um, one of our listeners, Jim, he uh, said that uh, he was all disappointed because I was pointing to stuff in my new shop. Uh, but you can see behind me that I put uh, took the jet down and uh, put our our Park Flyer podcast uh, J3 Cub up there on the table for this uh, this episode. So it's kind of cool. My computer sits uh, at the very end of my workbench, and uh, you can kind of see what I'm working on in the background. So hopefully this year, as we get uh, a little bit um, more into this uh YouTube deal where we can do some videos. 
think the guys are coming out the first week in February, and uh, we'll be able to kind of set some cameras up and do some work on airplanes that need work. Which I don't have a lot of those, but I do have. It's a a, it's okay, Jim, though, because we couldn't see it either. You couldn't see what either. My shop. Well, when you were well, pointing we to different things, to the Christmas <laughs> one. That's true. <laughs> yeah, there was so much lag on my side. <laughs> we were like, I don't know what he just pointed out, but yeah, it was pretty sad. Well, uh, we are um, looking at a new year, and uh, we are excited. Uh, I think 2021 was one of those years that you know was very difficult for all of us, and I um, I'm looking back at uh, survived. Uh, it was a, a full year. Uh, for me in December, um, our Christmas episode would have been a full year for me getting out of the COVID hospital. Uh, so this year I'm feeling healthy and all my uh, stuff is out of storage and I'm ready to go fly and, uh, and see the guys and actually start working on stuff. And And I think we've got uh, some new projects out in the garage um, that you guys, uh, we had, uh, so Mike, we had a, um, we bought a pallet full of uh, airplanes at some point i think and uh, yeah mike, yeah mike made a trip up to alaska and, and and got us some some really cool planes and they've been sitting <laughs> in my storage unit for the last year as the guys didn't get to take them home so this year i think uh they will be able to make it to their rightful owners and then you guys will have projects to work on as well so I think I got. Did I get all mine? Or is there no. some uh, one or two more? Oh, okay, oh, one or two more. More. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of um, little foamies. No, I thought we I sold, thought sold mine. mine. There's a couple yeah, foamies. You're right. There's a couple right. foamies. So we uh, we basically had so many airplanes that we couldn't divide them all up, and uh, so we took some to Electric Festival last year and, and unloaded some of them to help pay for the shipping to get them down here, but. Uh, we set several aside for you. You probably have three or four ready to go. I think there's a Cessna or something in there, a couple of uh, um, foam airplanes with uh, their, their old hacker models, the little flat profile ones. Well, there would be oh, ones that would take 2,200 or less, probably better. That is correct. <laughs> there's a theme. That would be correct. So... Yeah, it's uh, one of those things that, um, you know, Mike always uh, looks at uh, 2200 or less, so we put those aside. Jay and I took the big six-cell ones, and uh, we got got that going for us. Uh, Of course, now that I have a paramotor battery, too, I can use uh, the four-cell 5000. Anything that's four-cell 5000, I'm good with that, too. That's true. That will work on my paramotor as well. Yeah. Well, now that you got that dual thing going. And what were you saying, Jay? No, I was going to say that uh, a few of those planes that we, we got uh, from Alaska can be more than just a six cell. There's a couple in there. You could probably make eight, 10, 12 cells. So. Very and cool. since it's from Jeff, yep. you know, it's probably, yeah, yeah. I'd say you'd want to do that. Yeah, maybe Definitely. so. Maybe so. I mean, just think of like that. Remember the Honda Jet that we sold? That was one of them. I mean, that that one yes. could easily take uh, two eight cells, the power or or greater. Uh, if you converted that one to the um, the uh, 
EDFs, I think you could use that many, but it, originally it came with, uh, like, propeller motors. Yeah, it uh, came with propeller it, motors, but, I mean, it, that was a big honking model. Yeah, I'm well, sure you could do it with the, six, the but probably, probably that one would be more comfortable cruising with two eights on it. Yeah, possibly. That could possibly be. So, so I wonder if the guy who bought that is going to be flying it. I'd say no. no. <laughs> Why? Just just from what I remember from the guy. I mean, he didn't know how to fly RC. He just had known the guy who had an R, who had that actual jet, so he bought it. So either yeah. it's going to be hanging from a ceiling or it's going to be sitting in the box for until he gets somebody to build it for him. Well, from what I understand, the guy that bought it either knew the the guy that designed he knew somebody on the either the design team for honda jet or he knew or like the jet itself like the jet engine that was in it maybe that sounds right somebody did them but he wanted it as a yeah i don't i i agree with jay i I don't think he was really going to fly it but i think he was going to give it to his friend because it was a model of a honda jet this guy had either retired or was working on it or something of that sort so it's kind of strange which it reminded me of it because the other day I was um, flying over Christmas. I was flying into Las Vegas, and when we landed in Vegas, a Honda jet was uh, was out there too. It landed right behind me, so that was kind of cool. You, you know, very rarely do you see those things flying around. There's not a whole bunch of them, but when you do see them, it's kind of cool. I was like, hey, that's a Honda jet. <laughs> I've seen those. So it was uh, kind of cool to see one in person. So. Well, did you guys make any uh, New Year's resolutions? Anything? I didn't hear what you said, so uh, try that again. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? I resolved to not make resolutions. All right, there you go. I, I'm going to try. I've been not very to get... successful so far. <laughs> and I'm I'm going to try not to get any of the viruses, especially the new Autobot. Uh, you know, one that's out. The Autobot. Uh, Autobot. The Omicron. Oh, <laughs> right. I don't want that variant. Yeah. I I, I heard it goes right true. through you. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Very, very true. Well, let's see. Uh, Jay, what did you uh, what did you do this week? Anything? Uh, let's see. Well, unfortunately, this week, uh, the weather actually changed. So the week before, um, when I was flying with Jim and having some fun, our weather was in the 70s to 80s. And just a few days ago, everything changed and actually winter actually showed up in Texas. So to give you an example, it was 70, 75 degrees for the high. And then that night it went to 25 degrees. So that kind of. You know, not to say that you can't go out. I mean, our our limit up in Alaska was pretty much, what, 32 degrees, Mike? Uh, you know, that's pretty much when we stopped flying. But, uh, yeah, it kind of sucked all the wind out of going out, you know, having to put on a parka or put on a jacket. Just kind of took all the fun out of it for me. I've gotten well, soft. Drag. It's actually going to rain in here in uh, Arizona, so I haven't really had a chance to go out either because it's just been low clouds, cold and rainy. Well, that and you've been yeah, unfortunately you've been getting a, the guys a bunch of rain. What's that? I said, and unfortunately, you've had to work. They actually made you work. They did make me work. 
That's true. What were you saying, Mike? Oh, I was just saying it's you've had a lot of rain within the last couple of weeks. It seems like it's yeah. it's unusual, isn't it? Uh, you know, for this time of the year, um, not really. The um, Arizona goes through that kind of that winter change. You know, we, we have a little a smaller um, winter, but uh, Jay's been actually up here. Or I've sent pictures of to Jay when it actually snowed up where I live. So we uh, we're kind of in that little area where it snowed on the first one year, and another time it snowed like in February. So <clears throat> first week in February. So hopefully that doesn't happen to us with the electric festival coming up that first week. I hope it doesn't snow on us. <laughs> the yeah, that kind of suck good. if I have to actually shovel the uh, runway. Haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> and I got to do it in Arizona. Uh, Man, that's just putting insult to injury. Yeah, no, I hear you. So. Well, uh, Jay, you were uh, sending some stuff around. Uh, seems like we have a problem with the FAA again. Why don't you bring us up to speed with uh, kind of what you uh, – did you send us something well, um, if you guys remember, we I think we ended up, uh, I guess, two podcasts ago. We were talking about uh, – oh, my gosh, now I'm having a brain fart. Uh, they own a company. Um, uh, gosh, I'm going to have a brain fart on this. Well, basically, one of RC companies was uh, had brought up to the FAA uh, a lawsuit mm-hmm. on the uh, remote ID stuff, and they actually right. had their first hearing. Um, and so it wasn't it wasn't that they made a decision or they made a you know groundbreaking anything on it. They were basically just discussing the cases, bringing their points forth, and um, they actually got to be heard uh, by the uh, by the courts on, you know, why they were having a problem with what the FAA was doing. So it's not that, uh, like I said, anything monumental happened. It's just now that the case is it's starting to go, New Year, or right before the, the year ended, actually. They got in, they were able to, to basically explain why they felt that they, you know, that the FAA was putting the, the thumb on the, on the little man uh, and mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, they need to uh, modify, get do away with or or do something different with uh, remote ID in the nutshell that I remember. Yeah. So race day quads is the company. Race day quads. About. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, they filed uh, a, a lawsuit um, back in April. And uh, I think you were talking about oral arguments were, were due on the 15th of December. So <clears throat> they, have had the oral arguments and I think they're waiting for the court to publish their opinion. Um, and you know, we're not really sure some, sometimes those opinions can take, uh, you know, up to 85 to a hundred days, but, uh, sometimes they can take as, you know, as, as little as nine days, but up to, you know, 75 to 80 days or so. Um, if you go to, uh, the, the, let's see, what is the name of that website? It's a, um, drone, uh, drone law and drone attorney assistance. Uh, it's a FAA lawsuit challenge. They can give you a background and some stuff that, uh, um, you know, who has kind of done everything. I mean, you know. Quads are one of those things that everybody's flying them around. You can buy them at the you know at Walmart for crying out loud, and everybody's kind of doing their own thing with them. But 
uh, it does affect those of us that are, you know, at the clubs or, you know, flying RC-type airplanes. So I'm kind of pulling for these guys to, to come through and, you know, get the courts to, to side on them that, you know, this remote ID thing is going to be very expensive and cost a lot of money uh, for hobbyists to go out there and try to do it. I mean, I, <clears throat> so, I so to me, there were two interesting points that came out of that conversation. Uh, and I don't know if I'll be able to articulate them properly. I might even get them wrong. But basically, the the one point was, okay, well, you have this, uh, this tracking uh, announcement that goes on from your plane through your mm-hmm. transmitter. Well, you could be indoors in your house flying, and they're going to track that, which is inside private space. Uh, you know, it's your personal property, and and so not shouldn't be tracked. And um, also, if you're flying below the tree line, again, another thing that's uh, uh, considered private property and not part of the space. And the FAA was trying to say, as far as I could tell, they were trying to say, well, that's a special case and doesn't apply for most of the thing. Um, but the 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 uh, judges that were talking to them seemed to question that as, hey, that, that could that can't really be a special case because it's unconstitutional. Um, and they don't, again, don't know if they really said those words, but that was the basic idea that I got out of it. And the mm-hmm. second piece that I got out of it that wasn't really said, but is what I walked away with was uh, they can track you and gather information about you, but if they don't, if you you can't appeal it, if if they're not using it as an action against you, right? So in other words, as long as they don't have some action against you, they can gather this data and they can use it for whatever means they feel necessary. Uh, yeah. which is which is the idea that why they don't need a search warrant because I think the, there was a Fourth Amendment issue um, of illegal search and seizure or something and so uh, then the, an FAA guy said well yeah you um, that'd be true but there's no action so it's not really a search and seizure type of a situation uh, mm-hmm. they're just collecting data and so I, I felt like they kind of glossed over that little I thought it was a hole and and I felt like they kind of glossed over that over that because the the judges were not talking about it, and I don't I don't know if they missed it or if they were purposely ignoring it for the moment, uh, for some future conversation maybe or you know, like don't address stuff that you don't want to have to deal with right so you don't bring it up. Um, right, and that makes sense. It, and so it'll be interesting to see what they do end up coming back with if those things to, those two things are true, again. You know, I'm no lawyer. I don't. I don't. I don't even play one on TV, and so I, I could. I couldn't say that. Uh, you know, this is. You know, I'm no Perry Mason about this stuff. But it just to me when I was listening to them talk, they were doing a lot of skirting around what I felt were pretty important issues, but they weren't there to talk about those issues. They were to, there to talk about the FAA guy kept redirecting to say, yeah, but we're not talking about that. We're really just talking about the rulemaking that's happening, and so they kept redirecting yeah that uh, i that makes sense right and that makes sense because uh you know that happened before like in in the real aircraft world is that they did the, the notice of proposed rulemaking when people started complaining about it they started talking about just the one item they didn't address all of them and now some of them have come back to you know kind of bite us and and i think that's typical you know 
of government entities that they say, well, that doesn't really apply to us right at the moment. So why do we need to discuss it? But in I, reality, I might refer to that as purposeful unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we see that now. So, I mean, they, I agree that they, they're trying to, to say that the, that this has outgrown the proposed rule, you know, that, that the proposed rule was one thing and then now we're on to something else. And, you know, they're saying that, no, that hasn't, that's not the, you know, the story. And I think there's some confusion in, in their eyes about what we're trying to do or, you know, what our hobby would try to do versus what the FA is trying to do. And if they can keep that disconnect, then I think that, it confuses, you know, the judges have to make this decision like, hey, what is it that they're doing versus what What are y'all trying to do, right? I mean, they're looking at it as t- from two sides, and it doesn't really sound – I think the, the race day quads did a good job. Their attorney did a good job talking about, you know, how that's, uh, you know, the Fourth Amendment, the, this privacy thing, but the, the government attorneys basically said, no, no, it's none of that, none of that, you know. Right. Well, and, and it's important for the judges. What I what I got out of it was the judges were asking questions to get some definitions, you know, because there are none. They, you know, once again, they OK, if you're talking about OK, if you're talking about your rights or something like that, hey, they're well versed in that. But when you're all of a sudden you're talking about this remote ID thing and well, how does that how does that have to do with my your rights? Oh, well, it's kind of like, oh, your phone. Do the, can the police just search your phone or if the phone happens to be open, can they still just look through it because you didn't lock it? Could they take your finger and put it on the uh, on your finger, remo- you know, your finger ID tool on your phone and, and it unlocks and then they can search it? Is it? Do they have to get a warrant before they do that? You know, just things like that that were never quite, you know, they're not quite answered that they want to get definitions as to, well, you know, as opposed to if you just had a passcode, well, can they force, they can't force you to give a passcode, but if you have facial recognition or your fingerprint, they can, you know, put the phone up in front of your face and all of a sudden it comes on. Hey, well, the phone was open so I can look through it. So I can look through it. You know, things like that. So I think with this, it's, oh, yeah, the FAA, they just want to be able to get this signal, get the signal, know where it's coming from or from what what drone or aircraft it's from and record it. Well, is is that a... Is that is taking my rights up? away because they're they're able to search my stuff? You know, or is it the same as you on your car having a, an, a license plate? You know, by this thing transmitting instead of having a license plate, this is like you know, uh, license plates for planes. So them getting that information, well, that's they're not taking your rights away by getting that information. But like you were saying, if they're collecting that information and tracking where you are flying. And therefore, you flew over a national park or you flew near this site that they could go, well, now we can charge you with something. Or now, you know, you're a suspicion of breaking the law. Well, you know, I, I didn't realize I was that close. I didn't, you know, I didn't intend for that to happen. And now and now I'm, you know, being fined by the FAA. You know, I thought they just wanted to track who was flying, you know, this device or whatever. So, you know, it just can snowball, and I just think that the, the judges were just asking some, you know, important questions as to what they were trying to do, what does this mean, what were you going to do with this, 
you know, to get a kind of a basis so they could sit back later and discuss this kind of stuff. At least that's how I kind of took it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the ultimately the lawsuit is just that the uh, limited remote ID violates the Fourth Amendment. So that they're trying to to look at the Fourth Amendment uh, and and trying to focus, I think, on that particular part of it because, you know, they're basically saying that that all this information that the FA can gather uh, violates the Fourth Amendment, and the FA is like, no, it doesn't violate the Fourth Amendment. You know, we're able to do all this other stuff. But I, I and we talked about all that stuff before. But I think that there were a lot of things that people asked about that the FAA just uh, basically ignored, and then just said, "Oh, we're going to do this anyway." So I think but, that's where they're actually going. You remind me of something else too, Mike. When they were talking about, okay, well, the ID that's been transmitted is sort of anonymized for me, uh, mm-hmm. and so they, they don't know it's me at the time of transmission. So any Joe who might be able to. Cl- pick up the transmission won't be able to know that it's me. However, uh, my perspective on that is that 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 ID doesn't change. So once I'm flying, then that ID is obviously mine. Also, since and so since I'm flying in the similar areas all the time, it might be easily identifiable through repeated use. Uh, where I, I, it, it's like, oh, that's got to be Mike because he's flying out of his house. It couldn't be anybody else uh, and right. things like that. And so, I, but I think that they, the, F, the FAA guy was able to confuse the judges enough to to make them believe that there's, no, 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 it's anonymized, you can't tell. But they didn't really think past the idea that says, well, if you have a thousand points of me flying in a particular area and you map that against my house, it's not hard because Google gives public data and right. you know you have access to all the public data that could correlate. So it wouldn't take much for someone to correlate that, even uh, whether it's a private citizen or a government uh, agency like a police force or whatever to be able to decide. You know, The Phoenix police force decides that they're going to go and start implementing their own enforcement because they can make money off of it now because I'm flying in areas I'm not supposed to be flying in. Right, because you're violating some kind of uh, law within Phoenix or whatever. Right, and we we discussed that in one of our other, our just recent past you know episodes about that starting to happen. Sure, sure. Right. I'm just saying though that, that that I'm just bringing it back around to this yeah. other conversation that says it right. says. Well, and they they refuse to basically address any of that too. I mean, that's when you're going after the violation of the Fourth Amendment, you. You know, the FAA basically kept redirecting, I think, to that, well, we don't, we're not. We're not violating it. Yeah, but you have all this list of stuff over here. Yeah, but we're, that doesn't violate. We're not, we're not to that point yet, right? We're, we're just yeah, rulemaking. We're, we're not actually causing uh, an action to take place. We're just rulemaking. But I think that's really kind of what was confusing the judges a little bit is that they, you know, they kept bringing up this stuff, but then at the same time they were like, oh, you know, well, we're sticking with the Fourth Amendment, you know. That's really what the argument is, that it violates the fourth. <clears throat> and they've already found that some of the remote ID stuff was unconstitutional before. And, you know, they're just saying basically pushing that by the wayside and then building on top of it. And, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I, I totally understand that there has to be some sort of a regulatory compliance. Otherwise, people can, you know, do nefarious things with, with these types of activities. And I... Um, what was it the other day? Somebody sent me something 
and uh, I kid you not, I just shook my head because it was an advertisement. Either it was either an advertisement or article on um, remote, uh, like bombs, not bombs, but um, what were they? They were, um, gosh, I'm having a whole brain hemorrhage here. They were uh, little darts. That's what they were. They were darts that hung from the bottom of the quad. Oh, from the quads. Yeah. And they, and they were heavy, right? And so you could fly it over something and then drop it. And it actually, if you were high enough, that thing, you know, and it was heavy enough, it, once it reached terminal velocity, it could be deadly if it hit somebody in the head or if it hit some, you know, something. Um, yeah, they were using it over either in Israel or Gaza or, or somewhere like that. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, great. You know, that's something that you could create right here behind me in my shop. You know, just be like, oh, I could put two and two or three things together and, you know, clip it to the bottom of one and go fly it. And so I I think that, you know, in one one side of me says, okay, well, there should be somebody that looks at that and says, okay, this really isn't smart. You shouldn't do this. But at the same time, somebody on the other end of this is going to go, well, why not? It's America. I can do whatever I want, right? So it's kind of a yeah. odd position to be in for me, you know, because I, I'm in a regulated world <laughs> on the other side of that. Why? No, you were saying here. I'm sh- shaking my head at Jay for, you know, you know, heck yeah, it's America. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Well, I know that's well. That's a, this is America, right? I mean, you you should be able to, but at the same time, I think in the interest of public safety, I don't, I don't think it's right. I, I mean, if I wanted to go out behind the house and drop, you know, little darts on the property all day long, nobody should bother me about it. But at some point, somebody's going to take that somewhere else, you know, and cause problems with it. We know for a fact that that happens, right? There's always somebody. I mean, you know, everybody should go out and fly at their club, and yet. You know, Jay and I, what did, what did we call it, pirating or, uh, you know, go fly out at the Walmart parking lot or wherever. Oh, I don't so know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, you know, it, it happens. And and so it'll be interesting to see how this lawsuit actually, you know, comes out. I, I'm I'm pulling for the drone guys because I think that, there needs to be some review or somebody that needs to look at these proposed rulemaking. And you can't just say, okay, this is what we're proposing. And then have 60 million comments come across and then ignore every one of them and just go, okay, here it is. And I don't think that's right either. You know, what, what's really, uh, and I understand their position, but what's really kind of shocking to me is that the AMA has kind of stayed out of the whole thing. Uh, yeah, a little bit, but uh, you know, I, you, you, before we go to that, you, I was just thinking about this whole, you know, this whole dilemma and, and part of this, you know, once again, here it is, it's before the Supreme court about a ruling or rulemaking change that the FAA is doing. And once again, not to say that the FAA shouldn't be in this position, because who makes who who makes the rules or decides on what rulemaking is supposed to be done? That's supposed to be done by Congress. If I if I am I thinking correctly, right? Correct. Congress comes up, they, you know, FAA says, hey, we should do X Y Z, or Congress goes, hey, we should put in a new radar system throughout the country. FAA may re, you know review it, come up with ideas, say, okay, we're going to do X Y Z. Then Congress goes. Does everything does does that stuff about? Oh, is it going to break any of these rules? Break any constitutional things? 
does their business, they come back, they vote on it, they consult again with the FAA so that the FAA doesn't turn around and have to sit before Congress being sued by a private citizen saying, hey, these guys made this rulemaking and they violated my rights. And the FAA was like, hey, we just changed this rule just that you had to do this instead of this. You know, well, well we, we weren't trying to break the, we weren't trying to break, like you said, we weren't trying to break the Fourth Amendment. That doesn't break your Fourth Amendment. Well, what do you guys know about the Fourth Amendment? Oh, well, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, all we care about is making sure the planes fly safely. Well, that's why right. you shouldn't make rules because you're not rule makers. That, that's my point, right? They shouldn't, it's this, they should be talking to people who are on the committee in Congress about this mm-hmm. with an FAA representative there to give some other additional information. I don't know. Well, I, I, I think you have some of that correct. Um, the notice of proposed rulemaking, when you have a, a body like the FAA, they, they are able to make rules. Um, there are certain things that they can't change uh, without the, you know, going to Congress and having them change. Um, part of that is the $5 for registering your airplane. That actually was set up by Congress. Right. They can't change that. They can't just say, oh, we want to change it. They have to go back to Congress because it's a funding thing. So, um, you know, it, it's it, the p- proposed rulemaking, they've done that for a long time, you know, where they change rules or say, you know, hey, we want to change the airspace. That was a good one that uh, happened not too, um, well, many, many years ago, but wasn't too far back in the, you know, in the past where they said, hey, we have, we want to change the names of what we consider, um, you know, the airspace. And they went to an A, B, C, D, E, you know, F, G, or no F, but G. Um, and and that was new to us as pilots. We had to, you know, look at it, and they signed it off, and then they said, okay, here you go. And we all had to learn new you know, airspaces. But it made things a little bit easier uh, because, you know, now you had A space or B space or C space that were, you know, a little bit, more defined and and they were the same as what we that we had last time it was just the names changed so i understand when that happens but when you take something that has never existed and you try to regulate that or you know like drones they're just relatively new in the last what few years right i mean at least the last yeah. five or ten and uh and now that we've gotten you know bigger better and racing quads and now we've got this fpv thing and now the fcc is looking at stuff so i think at that point and then you have you know these commercial companies that want to use drones as delivery um you know vehicles i think that you've got this perfect storm right you've got commercialized drone companies wanting space. You've got the FAA wanting to regulate the space. You have hobbyists like us that uh, also want space. And then how do you, you know, how do you get to where everybody can share this space equally? And uh, I, I don't necessarily know that the FAA has done a, a perfect job at, at trying to get everybody together and come up with this, because if it was me in charge, I would have got the commercial guys, the hobby guys, professional guys, put them all in a room, you know, a couple of regulators and say, okay, we got to come up with an idea. And and I don't know, maybe they did that. I I highly doubt it, but they, it sounds to me like they kind of just said, look, you know, we'll get in a room, create stuff because we're the experts and this is what we want to do. And then they kind of let it go from there. But our listeners can correct me if I'm wrong. I, 
unless you know something I don't, Jay or Mike. I mean, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it happened that way. So, um, if I'm wrong, I, I, I'm wrong. But uh, somebody can correct me later if they if they want to. Uh, but but you know that's that's when you run into these things is that you have someone that everybody wants their their process first, right? I mean, as a hobbyist, I'm like, hey, don't take don't take all my rights away from me. You know, don't don't use it in in such a manner that it could come back. It's a hobby for me, right? It's not like it's my commercial business. I just do it for fun. But the commercial guy on the same, you know, on the same boat is like, "Hey, I'm spending fifty thousand dollars on a, you know, uh, on a, a vehicle that can de- deliver a package and save me hundreds of millions of dollars a year in delivery costs." That's pretty important to him as well. So the two of us should be able to come to some sort of an agreement, right? I won't fly in your space. You don't fly in my space. There's, it's a big world, but. I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that seemed to be the the way everybody wanted to work. They all wanted my way or the highway kind of thing, and that's never a good thing. You know, I was thinking, um, you know, if we eventually get to the moon, that and I won't have to use 2200s anymore. I could probably use like an 800, <laughs> and then I could fly there. And I won't have to worry about all the other stuff, too. I mean, we'll have to worry about spaceships and stuff, I guess. But Maybe. hopefully they'll figure Is out the a lot of interstellar thing by the time we get up there. What's that? Is there a lot of interstellar traffic you got to worry about? Well, um, you know, I imagine some point you might have to deal with, you know, satellites whizzing by the moon. I mean, I don't know. It could be the dune worm comes out of the earth. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not exactly sure. I, you know, guys like Elon would know the answer to this. I I don't, maybe we can get him on the show and and interview him about it. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, I wonder Maybe we can get somebody that uh, has been on the moon to tell us if a drone or, or an airplane would fly. Jay, or somebody who's in the movie Dune who could maybe talk to us about what they know. <laughs> That's right. Well, I know they've played golf on the moon, but I, you know, I don't think they've flown an RC plane yet. So, you know. No, no. I know they hit a golf ball. I don't know if they actually played a whole 18 holes. Of well, not golf 18. Ball. I'm just saying they played are you kidding no. me? If I played on the moon, I could actually get the ball to the hole at some point. <laughs> maybe. Or past the hole. It'd probably you know, harder right? than you think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'd probably go by it. Instead of never getting to it, I'd probably go right by it. Exactly. Yeah. If you had a slice, it would come back around the other side and try to get the hole. Yeah, that would be the <laughs> best hole in one ever, right? You slice it around, yeah, it came back in. On the moon. Mm, yeah. that if you're be really great. good, you'd have, the thing you'd have to worry about is if you were going to make uh, you know orbital escape velocity every time you're hitting the ball. If you get a <laughs> a good hit, you, know, you, you just got to right. keep it sub subpar so it doesn't. But go then you could orbital. do cool things like set up ricochet shots because then you just have like little pads that are stuck up in the air that you just are ricocheting the ball around because you don't have to worry about friction and whatnot. It's hmm. true. Yeah. So uh, if we ever get to the moon, bing, first bing, thing bing. we're going to do. Is design a putt putt golf course. I think that'd be great. Gotcha. The hey, windmill so- thing is just going to zing your ball into the air after it hits it. <laughs> <laughs> How about the little clown that spits it back out at you and it comes at terminal velocity straight out? Get hey, so guys, eye. for uh, since we're here at the new year, uh, what what new projects do you want to work on this year? Hmm. Okay, I'm going to work on two things. This is not a resolution though, so don't don't hold me to it. I, but there's two things that I remember I'm I'm trying not to have a resolution this year, but there's two things I, I really want to try to work on. And that is um I'd really like to 
put together some 3D printing parts for the X-Jet so I can build that thing and make it actually fly. I made an attempt and I wasn't any good at it, but I've grown in my skill sets in a lot of different areas. And so I, I think I could, I could probably make that work and uh, build the parts I need to, to, um, to have that, you know, be level, you know, the biggest, biggest challenge is making those rods level and um, making it all uh, work with the software and stuff. And then the other thing would be um, that I would get a m memory that I could keep the first thing I forgot already. Wow. Man, I thought old day was hurt me, but wow, that's pretty bad. <laughs> well, you are the oldest, so. That's true. He is. You might have to put Mike in a home. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Eh? You never... I'm in the home already. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's in his own home. Well, yeah. Oh, I see. With your hip hop music, I know, right? Hippity hoppity music. Um, get on my lawn. As far as, far as me, Jay, I uh, I think I've got the uh, the Baja Hobbies L39 that I'm uh, gonna try and and build. I've got parts already, you know, on its way. Um, I'm waiting on a few things to arrive in the mail, uh, and then I have the Sparrow as well that uh, that I picked up at Best in the West. So those two, I think, are um, are on the the forefront. We're going to try and get those done uh, for the electric festival. I want to make sure that my L39 and my A10 are up to speed. Uh, and I do have a new um, Cessna 550, I think, that's out there um, that I kind of wound up keeping. And, um, and so I, okay. I, I, may, I may put that together too. I remembered what it was. Um, I want to build that. I, I like the idea of that plane. It had the LIDAR on the wing tips that you talked about, Jay. Oh, yeah. At some point. I don't know if we showed it on the podcast or not, but it was no, a we did not. pretty cool. I, I think, wasn't it a Delta wing sort of looking plane? Oh, uh, yeah, and, I do believe so. Yeah. And uh, it's it's all, it was a lot like the Polaris from my viewpoint in, in that uh, the, the wing shape and the, the way it was formed, although it didn't, I don't think it had a rudder. Or anything like that, but then they had these, you know, sort of pontoon type things, and they made it fly above the water using the lidar sensors. And I think doing something with that, with those sensors, and understanding how lidar works, so that I might use it in other planes for other reasons of, you know, crash avoidance, whatever. Uh, I think that would be cool stuff to learn. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Gotcha. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. And I think for myself, um, I think I want to complete a project per month type of thing. And what I mean by, as you can see, the whole rack of half-finished planes, I, I am I am terrible. Let's go with once a quarter, Jay. Once Let's a quarter? Let's just start easy. Uh, start yeah. Once a quarter. Or maybe just one. Maybe just yeah. one this year. Well, <laughs> just pick one of those from your back shelf back there and just start on that. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, there's a bunch of plane projects that I've started, started with Mike or with yeah. Mike, whichever Mike, uh, that, mm -hmm. I, you know, I got three quarters of the way through and then squirrel, you know. Yeah, just don't trap project. yourself, I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Don't trap yourself to one a month. One just, a month, no? Like Mike start said, small. like Mike said, just pick one and focus on it till you complete it. Okay. Squirrels or not. I mean, if we have to get you little rolly cages uh, so the squirrels can run in those while you're working on the plane, we'll do that. 
We'll do it whatever it takes. I think maybe one of those little shock cars as I'm, you know, doot, doot, doot. oh, or, <laughs> I think there's medicine you can take that helps you focus. <laughs> That's a good idea, shock callers. Yeah. And you know what? We, I think we could make that work because we'll just give your, uh, your wife the uh, controller for that, and that, she'll that be able be, to. That may be not be very beneficial because then she'd have me doing other what? things. What? No, I think it would work out for both of you. She would get enjoyment. You would stay focused. I think it would work out. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't yeah, help I us any, though, because I wouldn't be getting planes done. I'd be getting other things done. No. Yes, I agree. Oh, oh, I see. Well, no, she would have to. The only reason she could have the controller is is because of this uh, particular thing. I mean, she could use it for other things, too, but she'd have to agree that, <laughs> you know. This was the main focus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't uh, I, I, Let me talk to her about it. Let me see what I can yeah, come up with. I, I, all I see is deal. failure in that. <laughs> I don't know. What did you just say? The un, un, uh, un, un, what did you say? Consequences? The I said I said purposeful, unintended consequences. That's, yeah. that's what I, I feel from that, that suggestion. <laughs> if you we give my wife that power. Bad. Yeah, I second that. <laughs> I've known her long enough. I second that emotion. I yep. think she's a reasonable lady. I, I think she would, <laughs> I didn't she would find she a way. The, to I didn't the say she didn't wasn't. Say she <laughs> That's the yeah. problem. I Do you have the shot caller on now? Is that why you're saying she's not unreasonable? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Uh, as his hair stands up. <gasps> Literally has Nick's a nay on the wife A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Oh, man. Well, gotta love them. So uh, I think that uh, you know our spouses have been very, very supportive over many, many years, haven't they, Jay? <laughs> uh, so true. So had, true. Haven't had too many complaints, and uh, she just shakes her head when she sees stuff. So, oh, she complains. Uh, it's just not to you. Uh, yeah, so she complains to me and Jay, but you know <laughs> you we don't talk about, about it. <laughs> the conversations we have. <laughs> That's true. I think well, I've talked to her off the ledge a couple to decide, times, Jay, maybe two, three right. times since I've it's known okay. her. It's okay. You'll be right. fine. <laughs> um, so, so if you look behind you, Jay, and you had to decide what project to start on, what what would it be? I mean, there's a ton of them back there, but if you just had to pick one, what would it be? Uh, you know, uh, I'll give you for example. Um, I have a little ugly stick sitting back there. It just needs mm-hmm. a couple of things just to uh, strengthen up the body and uh, – it's ready to go, but you know, I'm, I'm thinking like things like that. But then again, you know, we have my uh, feather over here that you and I were working on my little feather yeah. hand, hand launched glider that needs to be finished up, you know, things like that. You know, they're three quarters of the way done. Just a little focus time, knock it out, finish it up. So that's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm talking about, you know, finishing up some planes, but like my telemaster that's sitting there, that's another one that'd be neat to, to do. But, uh, the only reason I haven't really started working on that one was I kind of had a, you know, grand ideas of what I wanted to do with it. Cause I wanted to turn it into this bitch and night plane. So I wanted to put, you know, cram a thousand LEDs on it and some other things. And then I, then I watched this cool video. I think, uh, AK Mike had sent something out one time and it had to deal with, um, uh, well, using LEDs and uh, turning it into uh, like a little movie screen and some other things that you could do with them now that you could have the uh, programmable LEDs and how guys were taking right. Arduino boards and, you know, making these little screens out of regular LEDs, little crude, you know, little screens. And I thought that'd be kind of cool with something on like a big wing. If you put all these LED screens on it, you could display a movie on the thing or, you know, 
moving pictures or something. I thought that would be kind of cool to be flying a plane. I told you he'd get around to blaming me for all his his <laughs> foibles. Yep, and so, he did too, know. right? He's right there. So that that's unfortunately, funny. that's where that that's where I'm really bad. I get these ideas and then I don't do something because I'm wondering how to do the ultimate thing. And uh, mm-hmm. in the meantime, I don't even get to fly the plane. I could, I could have built the plane and been flying it, you know. So that type of stuff. I well, get over that. I, I will say I will say that out of all of those projects, the one I think that would benefit the the most, that would probably be the easiest to do, is your Cherokee, because you had so much fun flying that one, and uh, right up until its demise. And I think you have all the parts for it already. And if you just took some time and got it back put back together, you could be out flying that thing and having a good old time with it again. That's true. I always say that uh, my favorite plane to fly is the the one that I'm flying because that's kind of how it works with me. But that you know you you did you, you flew that Cherokee a lot. I mean, it was a fun flyer and it was I fast did. and it was big and you know and I think you know after when you found this one, I mean, it's been sitting there ready to go. We that's buried. Just need to yeah, put buried the servos in. Yeah, but I mean, yep, simple yep. servos. Just got to get all the parts and just put yeah, it back. You have all the other stuff. Yep, you have sure everything. Do. You just got to make sure you have enough amperage in the uh, in the, uh, the ESE to feed the servos, so that when you're ro- moving all the sticks at the same time, or the flaps are down and you're running around, you don't lose the amperage. So that you you, uh, if I remember I'm right, not, I'm not what sure happened. if it browned out or just you know just lost signal. Well, I think we checked. In fact, after I think we checked it afterwards, we 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 put a meter on it. And we moved all the servos at once, and we saw that sucker brown out. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe you need one of those uh, external BECs. Well, well that he did. He had he had what was needed. It just wasn't amp a high enough amp. Like like it was perfect for well working servos. As soon as one of them jammed up or had some kind of issue and overamped, mm-hmm. then it lost the power it needed. So is that a battery thing, or is it a? To draw. How big was your it's, a draw. it's an amperage draw. Right, but if you had a twenty amp BEC, you shouldn't overamp. Oh no, it was it was like an eight amp or, a, yeah, or something. Yeah, do that. Get one of those Castle Creations, you know, ten amp. Well, but he didn't know at the time, right? right. It wasn't because the plane had flown beautifully for for you know, you know however long. So there's no reason for him to believe otherwise. Well, well, no, I understand that. Makes sense. I was young and foolish then. <laughs> and you're so much more wise now. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> That's a nice way to say old. I like it. <laughs> well, you know, we're getting there. Time waits for no man. I Just used. I'm what about weird. women? Does there's a way for women? I mean, I. Nope. I don't know. No, don't. It's not my expert. It's not my uh, area of expertise, I guess. So, I have no comment. Well, that sounds like a bunch of good projects that uh, we can do. Are you guys excited about coming out in uh, February? You guys, got your calendars marked? Uh, not really, because it's going to be like in three weeks, right? Don't even need to mark the calendar. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I have my calendar marked, so. But uh, you will be happy to know that uh, I do have two 
locations inside the house that are uh, ready for you guys. Uh, each have separate bedrooms. You don't have to share. And uh, I got all my stuff uh, unpacked. Uh, so we're is it inside the, the closet under the stairs, huh? Did you say, is it inside yep. the house? Yep. <laughs> yes, it is inside the house. And, uh, Mine's the closet under the stairs, though, Jay. I mean, Mike it's the closet. Mike has the Harry Potter closet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, granted, it's a 10 by 12 closet, but still, it's a closet. <laughs> well, what Mike doesn't understand is I do, in the back of my uh, garage, I do have stairs that go up to a... I, up I do know. I do. I remember looking in that in that space and thinking... <laughs> I could sleep here. Like, I remember yeah, looking could. at that. I was like, well, you can't sleep there now. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. Well, I get that. But, I mean, you know, it was wide enough for my body and to certainly tall enough for me to stand up for most of the space. Oh, yeah. So I could – I could because if, if I remember right, that's the stairs that goes to the top of your the, – the top of the garage, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, And so – yeah. And so there's, it was plenty high for, mm-hmm. for, for a guy like, you know, my height. Oh, yeah. So – Actually, I think it's uh, got almost a ten foot ceiling in there, so we we did pretty good. Actually, maybe yeah, ten foot. I think. So, hey, speaking of which, are you going to have the, well, the uh, RV garage all cleaned out when we get there? Uh, the majority, yes, I should. Yes. So we're going to be able to get here. Uh, that is correct. Well. You guys will be able to. I'm going to hit stuff, so I, you know. Well, there's not really much to hit, but uh, yeah, we could fly like you know little foamies or a little helicopters. A vapor. Yeah, like I said, vapors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure we can come up with something, or something might show up. You never know. Oh well, there you go. Something may. Uh, the Yak 55s and all those little foamies that we normally fly, we can fly those in there. Uh, you're talking about the micro flyers. We could fly the uh, U the <laughs> UMX. UMX is in there as well, yeah. Those would work great because I got the Trojan and the uh, and the uh, Pits. I think they're both sitting right over here. So yeah, is it one of those? Is that a UMX on your shelf in the top back back there? Is it white and black in the bottom? He's talking about the uh, one. It's not. It's not. A, that's a that's not a UMX. No. And I, a, I don't know if it I just looks really like a UMX because it's so far away. Uh huh. Yeah, the little one beside it though. Is a is one that my buddy Scott got me, and it's a, a single uh, cell seven eighty seven. So we might have to test that one out too. Oh, that would be fun. No, yeah. you need a little bit more room than your your because it takes a long time mm-hmm. to turn around. Uh, yeah, I got twenty. It's twenty five feet, so I mean, I got plenty of plenty of space to turn around, but. No. I'm saying we'll like that. Check it. Those can... things don't turn very well. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, yeah, because it's just two propellers. And it, yeah. You know, Yank it bank, man. Yank it bank. It makes that turn. Yeah, it banks. But I've got plenty of space outside. We could try it outside first. But uh, No, I was talking about the UMX stuff. You know, I've got the Pitts S2 or S1 and then the Trojan. And uh, if we have anything else that shows up, we can do that too. So, uh, Pitts is, is so, so much fun. It's a ton of fun. It is a ton of fun, but uh, but yeah, the everything in there right now is waiting to go into the three car garage. I've got a bunch of stuff. That I'm waiting for the floor to get done. Um, they're they're going to come out this month here in a week or two and and do the garage floor in the three car garage, and so then I can move everything that's sitting in the middle of the room over here back over to the three car garage. So there should be plenty of room. We we made a huge dent in it because you know it was full of boxes. And uh, we unloaded a bunch of them, so it kind of moved everything to the side so that we have the in, in inside to, to work with. 
Well, it's hard to believe our time is already up. This new year looks to be like it's going to be um, exciting. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for you guys to come down. It's kind of seems like it all of a sudden happened really fast. That February is already here and then it's going to be gone. So I have to kind of hold on this, you know, starting starting out in the sprint, I think. So, but at least you guys will be here and we'll be able to do some more stuff. Well, at least this year, if, uh, if, uh, AK Mike has to leave early, I, you know, he can, uh, since I'm driving out, he can drive back with me. That's true. If, if I have to leave early, that would mean you would have to start driving, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's true. <too. laughs> no, not at all. It's not quite how it works, but okay. That's funny. You know. That's the that's the key when I get the drive. So you know, due to my schedule, woohoo! Yeah. What I haven't told Mike yet is that I'm going to start working from home, his home. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when I said well, I was coming uh, out to visit, I didn't say when I was leaving. <laughs> right. Your wife was like, was, "Did I just see Mike? Oh uh, no, no, that's not Mike Carson. No, no." It, well, that's funny. Well, we can put a little office back there, or you can work in here, one of the two. So, uh, it's funny, when we went up to uh, my brother-in-law's house, we took the motorhome up there, and uh, he's a big uh, uh, Clark Griswold fan, and so I told him, I said, that, his, uh, his name is Marty, I said, that there's an RV, Marty, and don't get too attached to it, because we're taking it with us when we leave here in a month or two. And he about fell out of his chair laughing, because you know, he was like, well, good luck with that, you know. <laughs> It's a month or two. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Mike, you're welcome to stay in the motorhome for a month or two if you need to set you up in there. I'll, I'll just have to be the one empty in the, you know, do you know what? <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't even have to be that anymore because it's all set up. Uh, when it's in the garage, you just, you know, it all trains automatically. Hey, you know what that means? Set up in there. We don't even have to go far to go to the bathroom. We just walk around to the RV garage, do our business, and just go back in there and keep working on planes. I have a bathroom right There's here. There's a bathroom. Why would you do that? Why would I want to use the bathroom when he has a when he has a dumping station right in the right in the, right in the, the next bay? What are you talking about? Okay, this this is a lot easier than the dumping station. Trust nah. me. I don't want to have to clean up after the <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm going to be, we're going to be in the garage. I mean, you know, in the RV garage all the time. Why do I want to leave and walk around the corner? You got a big house. I don't want to go that far. All I got to do is pop the thing. All right. Take a quick pee and I'm, I'm good. Right? Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't see the problem. All right. Well, I can't wait to, our, I can't wait to come. Uh-huh. I bet. Well, let's see. Uh, our time is officially over, so uh, we're going to see you here in a couple, in two weeks, and uh, we'll be uh, reporting on the electric festival as it gets closer and some of the projects. But for now, I'm Michael from Arizona. I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. And I'm AK Mike in Texas. And we'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.